Oh, hello everyone. Welcome to episode 12. Yes, episode 12. I am here with someone. It's called the Hero Podcast and she is a freaking hero on the doggies. <laughs> um, Support from dogs. Very excited to have Andrea Horn on to chat all things about how just awesome she is. I think you're really inspiring. Uh, I like your message of like, like live your life, man. Live your it. life. So I want to share that. Um, so we did a TEDx together last year terrifying traumatizing freaking amazing it was i studied more for that than my leaving search yeah it was well i did nothing for my leaving search so but it it's kind of the same because you have to memorize you have to oh memorize gosh, for your leaving yeah. search you don't really learn yeah. in your leaving search i was and then told you have to, memorize to speak that. really really slowly because you're so nervous you speak be fast. fast so i literally thought and i'd done it for my brother the night before because he's the most critical person ever i did it for him and i literally felt like i was speaking like and then when you really. listen back you're like and he was like you're going a bit fast you're like no but then it was fine it might and what's funny is is you're speaking so fast you can't remember the next sentence so because i was speaking so slowly i could think ahead it was just the weirdest oh i would literally get to one point and be like no don't remember the next bit just don't remember <laughs> i just have the worst memory i don't oh, know how i thought was i was going to i think remember. just the ted thing was like oh my god it's ted and there were people and this was their life's ambition and I was like, oh, how have I ended up here? Like, why did I say yes? You know? Yeah. No, yeah. the memory bit was a bit traumatic. Yeah. But you're like, so yeah, stronger oh. and better after it. So it's all over it's now. Like, it's just... But you can still find them on YouTube. <laughs> you can. Get those views I up. I must say, we'll put a link to it. Yours is brilliant. I love your whole, well, you can talk about it now, but I love your whole ethos. I think it's just so freaking true and people ask me why are you so positive nikki you're so happy you're so infectious and i'm like perspective my friends like do what makes you happy be happy there's so much crap going on yeah be i think grateful. when you just get like, to the point where you realize there's no point essentially to life <laughs> that we're just here we're all gonna die yeah when you get to that point yeah. and you're like me earning a million dollars is not going yeah. dollars am i american <laughs> a million euro is not going to make it would probably make my journey a bit more comfortable, but it's not going to, at the end yeah. of the day, me, make me a better person or whatever. Yeah. So I think. So yeah. So that and that is so simple. Yeah. Like you're just here. Just all so, you have is each day, and you're gonna die. You're like jumping, jumping at death. <laughs> I find this really weird. That's what mine was. Yeah, kind yeah, of where yeah. it came from, and um, it was like, you're gonna die. Like I'm gonna die. Like I'd need to have a really good life and enjoy myself. Yeah, like, and all tomorrow. you have is right now. Yeah. Today Literally. is a present, isn't it? I, <laughs> I love, exactly. I love start quoting Pinterest quotes. It's literally like, I'm a walking Pinterest quote. You just have today, it's a present. Tomorrow's a, I don't know. Do you? <laughs> yeah. You can do it. It's Friday. It's I think it's day. funny though, because wild. Yeah. I slag Pinterest quotes. Yeah. But they actually are very helpful it's at the good. same <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Ma- Mazer's uh, Pinterest quote. Um, but I slag them and when I see people posting them nonstop, yeah. you're like, oh my God, stop. But they're actually really good, helpful, yeah. I suppose, when you actually boil down the essence of what they are. Mm. Um, and they can be, if you're in a bit of a dark spot or yeah. if you're kind of paused and can't move on a little bit, mm-hmm. sometimes they can give you just that pepper, the yeah. push to... <laughs> to remind, push. you need to remind yourself like yeah you get caught up in like oh my gosh yeah, you know, and I nearly got clamped I forgot to park earlier and I was like I'm clamped 
And I'm not clamped, and I feel like the luckiest person in the world. I didn't. Know. I'm like, oh my god, this is the best day ever. I'm like, I'm not yes. clamped. <laughs> but anyway, so start at the start and tell us your story of how you came to be. Oh God, <laughs> that's quite the open question. I came to be when my mom and dad had a magical night. And are you from Dublin? Yes. Yes, I am from the sunny hills of California. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I spent some time there in my youth. Did you? Yeah. Went to college with people from up there. Yeah. They taught me how. I was like this 18-year-old from Kilkenny and was just so like clueless. Oh, uh, yeah. Very street smart and tell uh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Very. <laughs> they, taught, they were like, right, this is how you toughen up. It was amazing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Gas no. up there. Yeah. Tala was my youth mm-hmm. and then like when I I kind of was never a suburban kind of per not a I wasn't a suburban person but like yeah. I got to 15 and I was like okay I need a job in town I started going to the pod when I was yeah. 15 obviously now well my mom can't give out to me now but yeah. yeah so me and my friend looked older so we went started going clubbing when we were 15 working in retail and you still town. like going out most people I know who were Oh my god, I love like it. went out from being really young. Like one girl, I, I in particular was friends with when I was young. She like went out four nights a week. And I by the time she was twenty, she was done. Oh my god, no! I love it so much. It's the best <laughs> the thing. I, but it's not even that. I love dancing. Like yeah. I love like the endorphins from dancing. Yeah. I love the sociability, and like every kind of business connection or mm-hmm. everything that I suppose started out on the sesh so like that's gas it's yeah. like like I used to work in PR and then mm. um, whatever else but like most of my connections I made from partying and uh being on the sesh so yeah. I think I never underestimate the power yeah. of the session you can see relationships like yeah like, but like if we put it into a like formal whatever it's like yeah you're being a human you're, being with it like but you're meeting yeah. so many people and create Gosh, and whatever yeah. so you're like if I look at like most of the people I know are from that and then yeah. I look at really all the successful people I look up to and yeah. they make their connections through that as well yeah. so it's kind of like it gets a really the hard time underestimated it 100% yeah. is and there's like there's a campaign on at the moment mm-hmm. that's been on for a while but give us the night about all our nightclubs are being knocked down mm-hmm. there's no um importance being put on nightlife being culture and yeah. I've gotten so much from for my life out of nightclubbing and what that does but also in terms of like an economic addition to a country and for tourists there's Mm -hmm. no there's going to be nowhere to go when all our clubs are gone so we don't have anywhere that can for a capital european Mm -hmm. city we're starting to erase every sort of nightlife that we have and it's 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 Gosh. really worrying and I think people just That's look so at true. it they're like oh the pub called pub yeah I think people look at it as just, just being like a hedonistic it. thing but yeah. it's more than that and it, it's like a full economy um, and because of the way our licensing laws chill are out, like, people as we were saying like chill out and have a bit of fun and relax like yeah but like it, but everyone's it, gone so career and work 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 and but even yeah. when you're working, you need to let your hair down. Yeah. You need to meet people. You need to socialize. Mm-hmm. Or what's the point? Mm-hmm. What are you doing just sitting at a desk typing away all your life? I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a big thing. So yes, I do still like going out <laughs> is the answer to that. A very long-winded answer. I put a lot of um, importance on nightlife being yeah. culture. And I, it's, it blows my mind. My, my eyes are like wide open now. I'm like, oh my God. 
yeah it is feel, though yeah. like but like and we it's don't put any importance on I'm it like back from London what? this week and no one wants to like go out and hang out they're kind of like well, well there it is, is a, January yeah, and it, it is, is chill January, time and yeah. I need to chill out but like if you go like at this stage I kind of have to book a flight if I want to go to a club because yeah. our clubs close at half not two. Book any. No, well, well <laughs> I won't like be booking a flight to Lankton. the county then. <laughs> yeah, but even the licenses, there's no like late licenses or. But like, who is deciding that we all have yeah. to end our night at half two? Like, we're all adults. This is it's true. bananas to me that this is our licensing laws. And no wonder clubs are closing yeah. if they are only open from 11 to half two, two nights a week. Yeah. How are you meant to make yeah. money with a, a space? Anyway. I could go anyway, on about that for yeah. hours. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Anyway, right. So, you're 15. <laughs> 15 going clubbing. <laughs> haven't stopped since. Delighted. <laughs> um, then, what did I do? I wanted to be a psychologist. And then I didn't get enough points because I was too busy clubbing, clearly. Uh, and I did... Well, I did PR mm-hmm. in Rap Minds. And... I then applied for every job that I thought was glamorous. So like I applied for model agencies, record labels. Amazing. I literally was trying to live a Patricia Scanlon book. I thought I was a city girl. Did, did you ever read those books? I did. Like, I can't even remember. When I read. Were they Irish? Like, yeah, she's girl Irish. Girl about town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah a yeah, group yeah. of four girls. Yeah. She owns a gym, businesswoman. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> based my life on that I wanted to be one of those characters. Yeah. It was pre-sex in the city. Yeah. Um, and not as moany. As Carrie, I know. Or self obsessed. When you look back, I can't watch them anymore. Oh, I love it, but like I've so much. No, I've no. I watch like the mute on. It's just like. Oh, they, I all love they it. wanted was to get to be like they thought oh, people just want to get married, and it's like all they wanted was to settle down, like in. In a glam way. Yeah, in. but that's all everyone yeah. wants. Everyone wants connection yeah. and affection. Yeah. Via different but, routes, yeah, and they, they went. Were, they're different routes. Yeah. They were, well, Samantha wasn't they selling down 50. for the time they were. It was yeah, relative and there's then. so much issues in it, in whitewashing yeah. and yeah. whatever is going on. They did bring, like, but they moved. Well, they moved, so I suppose. Women's issues. Women's there. thoughts, yeah. and they yeah. put Not them on true. the table yeah. that before that women were not afraid to talk about but they weren't so blasé about it so it definitely yeah. served a purpose and I think if we look back we can definitely find a lot of issues yeah. with it but look you no, can find right. an issue like, with it... a cup these days yeah. let's be honest <laughs> um so but I think taking the good out of it it was definitely a oh, very it was good amazing thing at the time for women it was like people are sure. talking about this yeah 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 um oh yeah so I wanted to be a big like city girl businesswoman yeah via psychology for some reason <laughs> did that got a job in PR in um Edelman so mm-hmm. I learned my trade of PR there for mm-hmm. three years and then after three years so I was 19, 21 mm-hmm. I was like I am too I was kind of progressing up and I was like yeah. I'm way too young to be doing this Had career PR, whole yeah. stuff so yeah. I was like I'm going to hand in my notice and go on the sesh again <laughs> so like I actually handed in my notice because I wanted to party more oh and I didn't want to have the responsibility and I wasn't in the place where I wanted to go to Australia mm. traveling it wasn't my buzz I didn't want to stay in hostels I wanted to whatever I was yeah. glam gal so I handed in my notice and got a job in Brown Thomas and partied basically and it was because you're you in retail you didn't have yeah. you were well you had responsibilities but yeah. you were like it was less uh, it was more social selling yeah. fine 
Um, and then where I moved to Spain for a while, worked in Ann Summers, got all my sex tips oh, there. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was so gassed when I was doing the interview. I had to go to Edinburgh and it was for like a was management role. That, that opened on O'Connell yeah. Street. And you're the woman at in interviewing me was like, How would you be comfortable shedding across the shop? Can you give me some pussy rub? And I was like, oh vomiting into my thing at the time you're like oh my god no I wouldn't and I was like yeah yeah sure pussy rub this dick this whatever I was like oh my god so I got the job so that was an education and definitely a um a character building experience I suppose especially like some of the shit that people would bring back like people would bring back used vibrators and like yeah I swear to god and there'd be like pubic hairs on them and everything you'd be like how can you bring this back you absolutely wild thing yeah so some of the shit you had to deal with was gas but look live and learn character building character building and it was a bit of crack and then eventually i was ready to settle down again right (laughs) i'd had my session um and i got i applied for a job in think case and that i don't know what year that was or what age i was but i was there for 10 years um and had an absolute ball loved my job through the boom was that through the boom i've no memory remember so i've no idea was it maybe maybe i don't know, don't know. how long have you got tropical popicle tropical popicle six and i was in thin case for 10 years before that so 16 years ago so 2002 yeah is that the boom and 12 uh yeah perfect boom, boom and <laughs> Um, so that was a really good thing because I think everyone should have to work in retail and PR before they engage in life because you learn really? so yeah. much human, it's human skills, human, yeah. human management, how to mm-hmm. deal with customers, how to work hard. And like, it's so funny. I've had a few people in to Tropical Popical as staff and you can tell they've never, it's either their first job or they've never worked oh, in retail. Well, and it's, yeah. there's just a different work ethic yeah. when you've come from a retail background. And then with PR, you can turn your hand to absolutely anything because one minute you're working on like, uh, promoting a beer through music mm-hmm. festivals and then the next you're doing a young chef through w- whatever yeah. so you're literally promoting things and it could be anything yeah. or you're organizing an event or you're sourcing like celebrities or yeah. you're like that. you're literally doing a cross-section of yeah. everything plus budgeting plus timelines yeah. plus all the admin plus Making money, client whatever. management yeah. plus everything yeah. you literally learn every skill i think it's pure is one of yeah. great learning anyway for me and then i left there and went traveling for a year so you kind of just were like okay i've done this 10 years i'm good um why did I my dad died okay. and so my ma, my sister and myself went traveling for a year so we followed the sun around the world had a ball and when I came back I went back to Thinkhouse so yeah, they were okay. they were so good to me um and I still have a really great relationship mm-hmm. with the company and the people in there and like I would say Jane who's the uh boss would mm-hmm. be like one of my mentors Amazing. but yeah. one of my really good friends um and went back there and while I was traveling I kind of came up with thing with tropical popcorn yeah. and I never even introduced you properly like but anyway, oh I have a male bar called tropical popcorn yeah. I've mentioned yeah. it a hundred times Evan <laughs> uh, hello who do I think I am <laughs> uh but so I kind of started setting trap pop up when I came I kind of was doing it while yeah. I was away so, so you've been built. away and you saw I I I assume most people know the story. Oh, I was, we were, we'd gotten to North America and it was kind of 
we were seven or eight months into traveling. Yeah. So it was me and my sister. At this stage, we'd run out of things to talk about, essentially, <laughs> because it was just the two of us every day going out for mm. breakfast, lunch and dinner. Don't you know if you're, when you see like old couples? You, who, still, like, you were still talking to each other. As kind oh, of yeah. Like it was the best <laughs> thing for our relationship. And we right, know yeah. like whatever. But we literally, because we were together 24 hours a day, mm. we had nothing to tell each other. We had no news for each other. <laughs> yeah. So we'd literally be like... So, so we kind of started looking for ways that we wouldn't have to go for lunch or dinner okay. of different things to do. Yeah. So we started getting our nails done all the time. And it was while we were doing that, because obviously the nail salons in America are very different yeah. to what was in Ireland at the time, uh-huh. because there was amazing nail bars here, which were very luxurious and, and for treats yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And we kind of were getting our nails done. And it was like, now obviously in hindsight they probably weren't the most ethical nail bars if we were getting our nails done for $20 or whatever um but at the time it was a less woke time for me for sure uh we were getting our nails done and I was like I'd love to do something like this at home and we went Mm. to this one place in Dallas I think it was and it was Hawaiian themed so they did everything like was gassed and I'd never been to like something out of like legally blonde yeah it was totally like that and it was fun and everything I was like oh my god this is what I'd love to do yeah so then I started kind of hatching plans like writing business plans but also Mm. writing like the creative plan I think that's That's more more fun that's more fun but also so important of like Mm. what it was going to look like how people would feel when they were in there and what would happen when they left the Mm. music all that kind of stuff so that when I came back I just had to find a location and then figure out how you yeah. do nails because obviously yeah. I so didn't have any like beauty experience 2012 maybe sure yeah <laughs> that's six years yeah yeah um uh, yeah and I came back in September so the it was recessionary so property was you are so good yeah. with years no, and history like I'm just like sorry what <laughs> yeah thank god what was I doing on the session London oh amazing yeah, yeah. very important session um but what found the vet we came back in september and i kind of had all the stuff in place of so the time you're coming back you were like it's on this, this is, is what is it's going to be yeah found the the location yeah. and then we it got to that stage when me and michelle were like okay so now we need to figure out like what do we need to order to do nails because mm. we had no idea how you do nails so we hired our staff and they were like you need a buffer. You need a nail clipper. Like that's how remedial yeah. we were in terms and even of now, knowledge. You don't, you don't do nails even now. No, I don't do. You're now. the madam. Yeah. Madam. Yes, yeah. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> but I think that's really important, actually, as something to take note of. If you're doing the work mm-hmm. all the time in the location, yeah. you don't have time to think about what it's your next business. move is because yeah. and how to have an overlooking view of it mm. if you're if you're in there all the time so I think it's important to be in there so I I work obviously not doing nails but I like do the desk one or two days a week um because I love being in there and Mm -hmm. the whole point of setting up Tropical Popical was the sociability of it and I like I that's what I love the most and I love being hanging out with the girls and all that jazz but I think if I was in there all the time, we'd never have an opportunity to grow or change Mm -hmm. or what we want to be and set objectives or whatever and to to make that move as a business, I think you have to kind of take a step back a little bit mm-hmm. and be, give your, your mind a space to think because otherwise you're just thinking about the logistics of day-to-day rather yeah. than an overarching creative movement, I suppose. 
Yeah. So you found your premises. So that's where I am. Oh, found the premises. Then we opened. Got the gang. You opened. And had no nail varnish when we opened. Um, so we were and like, decor we'll just open it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And what do you describe it as? Uh, I describe it as a really kitchen tacky. And people really get offended when you say tacky. I mean tacky in a really good way. Yeah. Like tacky is my favorite descriptor. And if anyone describes me as tacky, I'm delighted. <laughs> um, and tacky fun loud boisterous yeah. crack um we're not the lilt and bounty bars lilt and a coconut bounty bars yeah. um so it's just, it's just fun, a bit like, of crack yeah. we don't take things too seriously apart from nails obviously but like yeah. our whole thing is that and this is in our meeting every week like we have a meeting every wednesday and it's like what we offer 40 percent of that is nails and 60 mm-hmm. percent is the experience coming yeah. in here so like that is our our kind of business setup mm-hmm. so whilst it's so important to offer amazing nails mm-hmm. that's only a part of what we are yeah. um, and i think that that's why all like we hire our staff based on not just their nail skills which obviously have to be mm-hmm. superb but also their creativity and their soundness so like yeah. uh, like everyone who works in there is like a gas bitch in their own way they have their own personalities and like we don't have a uniform mm-hmm. the only uh, uniform is that it has to be leopard print so everyone gets to be themselves yeah. and bring their own personality and so to much it. leopard out there at the moment I know that, like, the, yeah. when that was on trend we were like oh yeah stock up on all of that <laughs> because when that leaves the high street then it's because it was really hard to find leopard print for yeah. a while like you're literally like leopard print like love it oh obsessed Cheers. it's like my number Number one love yeah. in the world it is i love it um see tacky yeah um <laughs> but i think that's from my it's from my mom we used to watch oh, dynasty yeah. and like all the soaps and like that definitely influenced yeah. my aesthetic um but yeah so like and i think what tropical popical offers is the personality mm-hmm. of the staff so it's that's kind of our usp yeah. is that because like and there's nowhere like it because even though you now get nail bars and it's much more common there's nothing like it still yeah there is not though and that's based on yeah. the people like yeah. you can have a room full of tacky things anywhere yeah. but we're so and you do what like it is what it is it's like if it's not for you grant yeah we're yeah. not trying to be yeah. all things to all people yeah. um but yeah and then what your tedx was about was about i love it the economy of more <laughs> escaping that, the economy yes. more yeah um what was that about that was based on people asking people just kept you, asking me when more, are we going to yeah. open more and when are we going to scale and when are we going to do this and when are we going to do that and I kept are be- you not a serious businesswoman like, yeah you know? and I used to kind of brush it off and dismiss yeah. it myself dismiss myself and what I was and be yeah. like I'm obviously a crap business person because and it's I used to have to try and figure out that it wasn't because I'm not ambitious because I mm-hmm. am a really ambitious person. Yeah. But I just checked what my life values were and mm-hmm. what I wanted to get out of life. And did I want to be uh, stuck in an office managing a chain of nail bars? More, more, more. Yeah. More. And like, what just to answer back to what other people's definition yeah. of success was. Like, oh, you're, yeah. So Absolutely. for me, I had to... I, and you see people killing themselves and they're miserable and they're doing really well, but they're working... 24-7 yeah, they and don't for take what? holidays and, and obviously there's different types of people who get a buzz yeah. off different things and like each I, to their own yeah. absolutely yeah and like I've done I used to host uh some events for web summit with all the kind of 
huge mm -hmm. in like tech companies tech, yeah. and we'd bring them on to, like pub crawls or whatever and I'd be talking to them and they'd be like going for their third round of VC and getting investment and they'd be saying like I still live a really modest life I live in my mom's house mm. I don't have a partner I don't really go out I just work 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 and I was like what are you doing it for then mm. it was like I want when I like when I'm dead people to still Legacy. talk about me and yeah. I was like you're work you're Why doing do you all care? this work for when you're yeah. dead what about living like you're not mm. living your life and whatever and that's other people are made up differently and that's yeah. fine but for me I think as we were saying mm. life is a present or whatever Pinterest we're going to say <laughs> but like I think you just have this moment to live and if you don't if you're not enjoying each what and every doing? moment yeah. what's the absolute point so like obviously it's very it, you still need to be able to make money and um, so for me my priority with Tropical Popical is that um, it pays we pay our staff well mm -hmm. we all enjoy going to work I get to go on a, as many holidays as I want to go on because I'm not tied to having to manage yeah. a chain thing so we make enough money for us to have a good life um, and we enjoy we what we do we we're not under pressure to meet targets we don't have to answer to anyone we don't have to like uh, answer to investors yeah. we literally have to just make enough money and I don't mean just make enough yeah. money but like we just have to be able to pay everyone and pay ourselves and, and yeah. yeah and to enjoy what we do and we get because of that then we get to have time to do things that we love so like mm -hmm. with the national gallery we've partnered with them for a year where Which we I love I love it it's so fun yeah. but like we have we do a response to a different exhibition will you ex explain like just in case people yeah so each month we do um a response to an exhibition that's opened in the national gallery so we'll go into the national gallery um, and get a tour of the exhibition and then we'll go back to the salon and I say we the girls <laughs> go back to the salon and then take inspiration from the the art and the exhibition they've seen and create looks on nails um, and then they're offered in the salon but also uh, once a month on the Thursday lights in the gallery we go into the gallery and we do uh, nails in the gallery for free Amazing. which is just like it's yeah. so like it's so epic it's cool like. it's so the rooms yeah. are so phenomenal yeah. and to be doing nail art in there and it, it puts a uh, question over what is art and like mm. uh, there was a lot there was a bit of snobbery when we launched it and we someone course, wrote an article yeah. being like what's next like um love island in the national museum or something and it was like oh fuck off yeah. like like the girls are creating these works of they art on net they're like fully works of art and don't be a snob about yeah. art and i think it's really important to make art more accessible and obviously it is bringing in a younger audience mm -hmm. to the national gallery who are being exposed to um art pieces that probably wouldn't have been interested or mm -hmm. that girls wouldn't or people wouldn't yeah. have known so like it's definitely i think making it more accessible and i think art is so for everyone cool. like yeah. it should be democratic there's no reason for it to be elitist or whatever yeah. so that's uh so Super us cool. not having to answer to yeah. investors or so to cool whatever though. lets us yeah. do that more and um and we'll do more stuff and like yeah. and that's how i see growth for us it's not and that's why that... i see you as like a hero because i think like um, but you're bringing that uh, and you're standing up and you're speaking about something like that whereas there's a lot of people I think and they're out there and they're working their asses off and they kill themselves and they've got say four salons and they think well I should have five and I should have ten where does it end you, know, and what, and then, you just have to figure out and then they're not spending time with their family or you know and it's 
yeah it is though what, what is important yeah. to you and yeah. like for sure I don't go into that going like I've got everything because yeah. obviously there has to be sacrifices for me mm. to be able to do that so I can't afford to buy the yacht that I'd love to own <laughs> do you know what I mean so like it's I'm in a position where yeah. we're not like going to be millionaires but we're really comfortable yeah. and we're you're having a great happy life and having and a really good matter which leads on then to the fact that you've gotten would you call it political I think you're just like empowering people you know you've gotten involved in important issues that are changing the world <laughs> yeah sure there you go. no uh <laughs> that was I suppose two years ago was it two years ago see there's my memory again like I, if I don't write what, something what? down I don't know so so repeal was a year ago but probably two years ago it was ago probably it really... three years ago then because it was two years before yeah. the referendum uh I noticed what happened uh Catherine's a poem came mm-hmm. in to get her nails done for her wedding to uh her wife to be and the both of them came in and the girls were but pre that I'd been asking everyone how are you voting in the yeah. there's a national uh election mm-hmm. a general election and um everyone was like oh kind of whatever way my mum and dad are or whatever yeah. not really caring it's like well what about have you checked which politicians represent your views yeah. or whatever and they're like no and uh, then Catherine came in and after that small bit of exposure, there was such an interest in how the voting was going, yeah. who we were voting for, how the tallies were going. And our WhatsApp group kind of really changed yeah. in what we were talking about and into kind of the results around that. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at that and I was like, with this small bit of exposure on people's t- own terms, rather than trying to br- bring them to like commentary pieces in the Irish Times let's say there was an interest sparked in it Mm. and it was around that time that I started to get interested not interested but like started to know that I needed to do something around repeal um so I kind of sat down and um wrote a plan for the hundred issues of what it was going to be I'm a planner for sure (laughs) like it's all my years in PR like that was from writing proposals so Uh I sat down and approached it like it was a client PR plan of like how it was going to roll so knew it was going to be a platform a website that communicated with uh, people who weren't politicized or Mm -hmm. interested in politics but about issues that were relevant to them in a way that was relevant to them it's just because it's it's just like the news or you know yeah it was was just going to places where people are so Mm -hmm. it was like okay where are all these girls uh they are on instagram they're not buying newspapers they're not watching the news so if you're what you need to be on insta stories or snapchat or Mm -hmm. uh facebook or whatever so it was like and when i was writing that plan i was like there's no point in so essentially if someone agrees with what you're saying they'll come onto your platform yeah but it was trying to change people's minds and get people comfortable to talk about the issue because if you remember that time it was very hard like yeah. even when but our whole thing was we were trying to get onto other people's platforms okay. so we were going the influencer model dj yeah. route that was who would be the people that these this uh, the group listen like to watch, yeah. so we asked so many people if they'd do a little video mm. or do a poster if we could give them like we had badges would they yeah. post that and there was so many people said no to us they weren't comfortable 
people and it wasn't what their followers wanted to hear and da, da, da. so it was a big yeah. struggle at the start it was like a very different time and I think people forget how different it was and yeah. um, so it was a struggle but we kept going and kept going and got people on board and the likes of Vogue and Brandon Courtney and mm-hmm. Sonia Lennon and James Patrice and James Kavanagh yeah. all stood up and did a piece and that kind of made people feel a bit more comfortable with it. It's okay to talk about it or if you have questions yeah. to ask about it because before then there'd been so much stigma and shame and it was yeah. all brushed under the carpet and it was and trying it, to yeah. bring it to a yeah. conversation I level remember, as opposed to... I remember voting for their, um, for their marriage referendum and I remember being like just like wow this has been such a big thing I was like the next big thing will be women's issues and and saying it to people then I remember saying it the day voting and people were like really I don't know that's like 50 years away but it actually happened really quickly when it did like and it's definitely yeah it well the it feels of, quickly but if you look no, behind obvi- the scenes of like people but I mean like, for me saying yeah. that it kind of I think said it on snapchat and yeah. they were like i don't think so or they hadn't even really thought yeah, about it yeah, and i was, was like if we can do this if we can like vote yes and yeah, yeah. Referendum, we can do anything in Ireland, 100%. Like anything and i was like the big thing has to be like equality whether that's you know gender race whatever it yeah, is yeah. Like, but like if you look at the referendum it feels like we polit- young people got politicized mm. and, and that was definitely um what brought it over the line for sure and getting the consensus but there was been people like Alva Smith who's been like oh, since gosh. 83 like, yeah. being oh, like no, trying to I, get it on the agenda yeah. and like working and like the abortion rights campaign who were mm-hmm. like working so hard to to lobby and to do all the stuff that's done behind the scenes mm-hmm. that nobody knows about or gives yeah. credit for so like I and I think that was a really difficult thing as well because then you had people like me coming in and yeah. trying to be the visibility of it to try and no- like mm. normalize it and i'd say that's really frustrating because there They've was so, the hard graft yeah, that was done in an empty room for years and not years even and years. but the yeah. graft was done by yeah. them and then we're like here's some jumper it's yeah. gorgeous or here's some like murals or whatever do you know mm. that way and i'd say uh, that can be difficult when you've done all the graft sure. um but so that's why it kind of feels yeah fast but the actual hard work was done like the five years before yeah. that let's say but uh, like but the hard work but, yeah. was done the whole time oh yeah for sure they were there yeah and it was yeah, yeah. it was phenomenal though it was so it was so yeah. what are we on next <laughs> what's next <laughs> well obviously there's the trans rights is very yeah. top. i think at like the moment. equality it's equality like it's just because you know, there's women's issues. There's so many different, uh, the, uh, yeah, like equality. Like human beings are not equal to each other. Yeah, in there's the world. equality. What else? Decriminalization of yes. drug use for personal use is another thing yeah. as well. I think we've gotten to the point where the nanny state. Yeah, but like, why are we criminalizing either somebody who has an addiction? Why would you give them a criminal record rather than treat them in a health-led way? It doesn't make any sense. Or the amount, like, drug use is so prevalent in Ireland now mm-hmm. that if, like, imagine if you're caught with a bag and then you can't get a visa to travel. Yeah. Do you know that Which way? Which is it, what happens. Yeah, yeah it totally does, but it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And I think our rules for the law should be a reflection of society. So yeah. if who are those laws for? Do you, if they're, yeah. do you know that way? It doesn't make sense if you look at, drug use it's so hypocritical for people to be like oh 
criminalize that whatever when you're doing lines in the bathroom of the club at the weekend or whatever like you can't have it both ways I think that's definitely something that we need for people to uh realize that needs to change the point you made in in your in your TED was the economy I love that the economy should work for us we shouldn't work for the economy and that we all just kill ourselves for to you know so that the economy is booming and that we're all making money and for then, who though and when it should be delivering crap, for us like brexit gets whatever you know they're in our lifetime with we'll, every 10 years we'll have something thrown at us but you know and it's then if that gets thrown at you why would you not work your asses off so the health service is amazing yeah yeah 100 percent. it should be the like good stuff like it literally we wrong. should be making money to service us, not for the one percent to walk yeah. away and whatever. It's like it's crazy. It's a, yeah, it's mad. It's a it's a wild, wild world. I know. <laughs> and what was kind of just like how I suppose it was it, it was the more you were exposed and experienced on the sesh, you met people of different from different with different challenges. And you then became aware and educated. Because I feel like I'm talking to you and I'm like, I don't know half the shit I should know about this. Like, I'm not. I know I don't. And I'm like, how do I not know? It's probably because I don't meet enough people. You sesh more. You need to sesh more. (laughs) Everyone does. Uh, I don't don't think I would... Like, the people I've met and connections Mm -hmm. I've made are people who have become my designer or Mm -hmm. people who are creating plays or people who are... um, whatever so I think what do you mean like I mean like I mean how do you come face to face with like as in you're you you've I would assume you're passionate you're very passionate about these things and stand you know and you have a you came from like the court you it was corporate even though it was creative it was corporate and it was all about making money and the you know grow your business what happened to change I think when my dad died it made it definitely because I was working in PR which is Mm -hmm. basically about making people buy more yeah Um, that's what I mean like you went from the world of sell 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 and then then you turned into a hippie but then I suppose (laughs) it was in you anyway and it's kind of like in me it was like I'm always like yeah I I was definitely like like, a person who and if I need to stop and chill out I'm gonna stop and chill out and yeah beat myself up because Oh, I, I definitely pushed myself really hard and worked really hard. And when my dad died, it kind of made me take stock of what was important. And I was like, is my, is my life's worth to make people buy more that, of mm. things that maybe they don't yeah. need? And that's kind of when I went away and reflected. And then I came back in a position where I was like, the things that are important to me are community, our relationships, mm-hmm. our human connections. And like, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. That's my favorite thing is human mm-hmm. connection, but like not in a, like in the way that like, yeah. I love nothing more than having my community on Camden street of where I buy my dog food yeah. that I know them and they keep my loyalty card in the till or where I get my oh, coffee. Yeah. They know what I have. Yeah. They have like, I like how much I like it filled in the cup. They know yeah. that. Then when I go into town and the community on St. William street yeah. and the community, all the different communities it's you build up people. and that's yeah. I just love going in to have mm. the chats in a coffee shop that's one of my favorite things so I, like I'll buy my coffee in three different places in a day just to have those conversations yeah. to have that connection and that's I think like why when you see all the automated automation rising in so I'll I'm one of those annoying people I'll always go into the supermarket and queue at a per- person. person at a till and not use the automated oh, things my technology 
I love technology, yeah. but then I hate what it's taking away. Yeah. So I love. You like that I love. You get to have the little like, how are you? How's it going? You're having a good day. So I love. Yeah. I love yeah. like talking to people and whatever and what that brings and the endorphins that releases. And mm-hmm. I think the more and more we have our head down in our phones all day on our laptops, that we're not having those conversations and yeah. like touching and conversing release releases all endorphins mm-hmm. and all chemical reactions yeah. that we're not getting anymore and that's we you see the rise of anxiety and mm. if that's because we're talking about it more or because we're having less connections or whatever the reasons are yeah. i definitely put it down to the fact that people aren't talking as much and whatever and that's why i love the concept of a nail bar because you're we I have can't pick up your phone well yeah. people do uh <laughs> mainly me when i, I get my nails done oh. the girls are like put your phone down and i'm like literally using my nose up some yeah. stages but like you're hand in hand with someone for a minimum of a half an hour you're telling each other your secrets yeah. you're having that conversation and it just that's for me what life is all about and i think then i love watching the as that journey happens then so if our clients get engaged they'll pop in the day after they get engaged to show the rings to the girls yeah. who do their nails. And I That's think cool. that is just yeah. a beautiful thing. And you look forward thing. to it. I look forward to getting my nails done. Yeah, yeah, catching up. And like literally all the girls have their clients who come in and they go, so what happened since I saw you last? Yeah. And there's a full like breakdown of everything yeah. of what's happened. And yeah. I think that is just... That for me is what makes my heart sing. And I love that more than anything. And that's why I love... You care about Trop people. Pop. Yeah. yeah that's, Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a lovely end. I think we'll end there. That's lovely. Fun. Thank you so much. No problem. I'll put all your links in the bottom and your links to everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I will ask people to rate and review and subscribe and share it online. Yay. That's the road. Yeah. Thanks.